Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Fuck Mary Kill. Hanson Doc Rev. Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, I asked Jenny, guys, when we watched this episode. Today we're covering Little House on the Prairie, Season 5, Episode 9, The Wedding. I said to Jenny, on a scale of 1 to 10, let me know how enraged you are at the ridiculousness of this episode. Jenny texts me at like midnight with just <sighs> 11. <laughs> the description reads, Adam proposes to Mary and then plans a wedding in Winoka. Charles and Carolyn cannot afford to send the whole family to the event, so they are forced to make the trip by themselves. All, all seems to be going great until Mary, who fears that she and Adam can never be proper parents, calls the whole thing off. Jen. The beginning of it wasn't terrible and then it takes a turn and it's just fucking terrible after that it's just the guys the whole wedding is at the end it's just i can't you feel like you're sitting through a whole it, real they show, wedding like, the whole ceremony yeah i was losing my shit i have a just a quick note jenny and i sat down and watched uh willy wonk and the chocolate factory and we recorded it and i was editing it yesterday by the time this drops you'll you'll have heard it it'll be on the feed but um i was thinking to myself isn't it funny that the entire movie inside the chocolate factory and all of its surrealism and craziness is not what blew our minds what blew our minds at the time was the grandparents <laughs> in the bed <laughs> Like, we don't bat an eye that Willy Wonka has made gum that is a three-course meal. Or that he has, you know, a chocolate river. Or that he travels backwards in time through a tunnel. Well, what I, has blown our mind is the four adults in one bed. Well, the, well the, I mean, that that sheds light on why it blows our mind, though, right? Like, they have all these, like, crazy inventions and stuff, and, like, they can't separate those four beds and put them, like, away from each other. <laughs> Like, even by foot. Like, even if it's a foot away, then you're not, like, you're not consuming the heat from the person next to you. And I was saying to Timmy, my husband, last night, I said, I think some of our best work, Jen, is when we're just trying to figure out the absurd. (laughs) 
Like when we're just like figuring out like the dance mob in Tough Turf. Oh my god, that was the grandparents in Willy Wonka. You it's know, when, you're just it's when to we encounter out. breathtakingly bad writing. <laughs> but yes. it's not like Willy Wonka is badly written. It's not. It's no, just that one scene not. is so unexplainable. It's just weird. It's just it's like bonkers. it's just like why why. I know. It's bonkers. And Why couldn't there just be Grandpa Joe there? Why couldn't Grandpa Joe just live with them? Or then Grandpa realized... Joe and Grandma Josephine? Why? Why? But is it absurdist on purpose? But that's like a the different rest of the kind of absurdist. absurd. I guess. Maybe. Jenny, also, I was real violent in my hatred for Grandpa Joe. <laughs> I told you. There's a whole internet thing. All right. We, let's not repeat our last episode. All right. Okay. So let's get to Little House on the Prairie Season 5, Episode 9, The Wedding. Jen, we open on Winoka. And Adam is pacing on the porch of the blind school. Did you think he looked hot there, Jen? First of all, written by Arthur Hyman, directed by Michael Landon. I, I want to change my mind. I don't think he's hot anymore. Wow. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know why I did. He's not. Okay. He's okay. He's okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if that's who you have to pick out of. Yeah, true. Right. You know, right, he's given the, the cream of the crop. Yeah. I mean, Pa is number one. No, if no. I'm picking anybody in that town to marry, it's Charles Ingalls. But if I have to pick a second, it would be Adam. All right. Right? Carry on. So, Jen, Jen, Charles, Adam, Ugh. and Manly. I don't like Fuck, Manly. Mary kill. Go. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> I would fuck Adam. <laughs> I would marry Manly and kill Pa. What? That is a lie. I'm rejecting that answer. <laughs> you would kill Manly in a minute. <laughs> okay, guys. So Adam is practicing his proposal. Wait, and aim, he goes, aim, wait. Fuck, Mary, kill. Hanson, Doc, Rev. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, Hanson has all the power, so I'm marrying him. Okay. Oh, okay. These are, you're leaving Doc and Rev. I feel like I'd be doing a public service by killing Doc Baker. <laughs> <laughs> so, and here's my other thought. Rev is probably a virgin, so it'd be over in two seconds. Why do you think Rev is a virgin? <laughs> you don't have to be a virgin to be a reverend. First of all, I think reverends can marry. But even if he was a priest, they you don't can, have to be a virgin can. to be a priest. You just have to be celibate oh, once you're a priest. Say, let me just say it'll probably be over real quick. Did you I think you have to drink ha- some wait, of wait, that wait, altar wait, wait. wine? Stop, stop. <laughs> Did you think that you have to be a virgin to become a priest or a nun? Oh. No, I thought you had to be celibate. Okay, but that's not what you just implied. So if you go into the priesthood at like 18, chances are you might be celibate or you might be a virgin. But those things aren't mutually exclusive. No, they're not. They're not. But either way. I I don't know why we're talking about this. I don't know why I brought this up. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. Can we put Caroline in there? I'd rather Caroline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay, Jen. So, long story short, Adam's super nervous about proposing to Mary. He finally gets it out but like it's not great he's like will you stay in my room with me essentially did she think he was kicking her out of her room at first because that well, that's kind of what he's it was like, like it's stupid that we have two rooms why don't you come and stay in my room with me and she's like <gasps> she's like how dare you yes and he's good like good day I'm, 
he's like, I'm asking you to marry me, loser. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I will. So, okay, they're happy and they decide they're going to go send Charles and Carolyn a telegram. Okay. Now we see Paul and he's doing the I got scoop. I got scoop. Flying down the driveway. (laughs) He said I got scoop speed. Yep. Carolyn reads the telegram and tells the kids, my baby's getting married. And Carrie goes, Grace is getting married. Oh, Lord. Did you love when Carolyn comes flying out of the house, though, assuming something's wrong? Like, always assuming assuming it's bad news. He's like, I got a telegram. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? And then, and yep. then Laura comes flying out. She's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? They just assume it's a disaster. Well, she's immediately like, where's Laura? Because that's usually the source <laughs> of the disaster. <laughs> Carolyn starts to cry, and Pa takes her in the house for a cup of tea. And I have a question, Jenny. Is that code for banging? No, probably just He's like, let's go in the house tea. and get a cup of tea. And notice the kids stay outside. Well, because Laura has to explain emotions to Carrie. I actually wrote that. Laura has to explain basic human emotions to Carrie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Later, Pa explains, this was a mystery for us. We didn't know what was happening here. But he explains that they have to take the train and they can't afford to all go. They said Winoka's three weeks away. What? What? Yes. No. By, by horse, by horse. Okay, hold on. No. They said pause, when we were coming pause, home from Winoka. pause, Winoka's- pause, pause. Guys, we're back and Jenny has no answer. (laughs) You can walk there in like four days. Yeah, but you don't know where exactly in the Dakota Territory. You just type it. Like, you could be in Pennsylvania, Philly and Pittsburgh. Very different. It just seems, it just seems unreasonable. It's not unreasonable. Okay. Oh, and wait a minute, Jenny. You have it wrong. He said the wedding is three weeks away. And they won't get there in time. That's what because he said. they can't leave right now. Well, but like how long? Like what? They could leave in a day or two. Okay. All right. So guys, basically the kids can't go because they can't pay for six train tickets. So Laura has to stay and babysit because the Garveys are away and they can't watch the kids. Laura is legit raising a family. Like these Laura's kids are in- young. They're just going to leave them there in charge of this infant and this... Is Carrie toddler? Laura's in some kind of hell. What is Carrie? She's not a toddler. Carrie's a perpetual toddler. She's a child, right? She's a toddler in perpetuity. What do you call the stage after after toddler? I don't know. Kid. Child? Kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next day at Olson's, Jen, Charles and Carolyn are there shopping for um, a wedding gift for Mary. And they're considering a really fancy clock for Mary and Adam. But Carolyn wants something more practical. And Harriet's like, oh, right, because you can't afford this. She's the worst. She's, she's, is that finance shaming, poor shaming? I don't know. It's, she's always poor shaming. Yeah. Nels pulls Charles aside and gives him a beautiful music box with a gross <laughs> bird on it for Adam and Mary. It really is a beautiful thing if it didn't have a bird on it. What is that fucking thing? It's crazy. Was that a real weird thing? bird. It's a weird bird. It's a weird bird. And like, I would murder the fucker that gave me that. And Charles kind of says that. He's like, she'll think of you every time she listens to this thing. <laughs> so nell says mary has been his pet from the minute he met her okay nell's way to take it to a new creepy level yeah what's he talking about all right now charles and carolyn for no reason are heading over to see rev alden yep 
He's all happy for Mary, and he's like, wait a minute, this wedding's in three weeks. I'll well, be nearby, Winoka. They were going over to tell Rev, but Rev already knew because... Oh, Rev, no, this no. The news yeah. spreads fucking fast in this town. Yeah, Hansen has alerted everyone. They can't everyone tell knows. you to evacuate or that a blizzard's coming, Mm-mm. but if, some, if there's some gossip going on about someone, it spreads really fast. You know who I figured out must be the source of all the gossip? The post office, because that's the person who sees everybody every day. Isn't Keisha there now? I don't know. She's opening everybody's mail. It's Keisha. She's opening everyone's mail, so that makes sense. Okay, so Rev's like, I'm going to be at a preacher's convention. Sounds like a good time. In a nearby town, and if I leave a day early, I can make it to Anoka and marry them. But let's have it be a surprise. First of all, no one asked, Rev. No one asked you. Carolyn goes crazy, and I just wrote... Is everyone on cocaine in this episode? Because I feel like it's like amped up in a weird way. And Carolyn's like losing her shit at every corner. All right. Like, now is, is everyone so excited because something good finally happened? Maybe. Jen, it's it's departing day. And all I can hear is a baby crying. Oh, it's Grace. Because, mm-hmm. of course, the entire family has to. Why does the family have know. to go to the train station to say goodbye to them? I don't, I, this was a thing. This isn't it's just, not like this Laura's giving them... How are they getting home? This was... Nels drove them. How do you know this? Because they said... Because Strauss says, thanks for the ride to Nels. Oh, all right. Carolyn tells Laura, if there's any trouble, send a telegram. And I wrote, what the fuck? So if baby Grace falls and is gravely injured, send me a telegram and in 10 days I'll let you know what to do. Well, and what could go wrong? It's not like Laura has almost killed like 15 people. <laughs> Carolyn is struggling with leaving the kids, and Charles is like, well, we could just stay home and send Mary a telegram that says congratulations. Carolyn, okay. quote-unquote, hates leaving them, but she's super psyched, kind of, sort of. She's going she to finally gets a, with Charles. She finally gets a fucking vacation for her mom, which is really sad, because for her to have a vacation, she had to birth enough children over a long enough mm-hmm. period of time so that now some of them can raise the other ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They arrive in town... They meet Mary, Adam, and some dollar store Rev, who's all up in their business. <laughs> he, was in, he was in the other, he was in episode Yeah, but he's so like all up in their business. Like, why is he greeting them at the stagecoach? I don't know. It's weird. This is, this is a pretty good scene. And then Carolyn's all Carolyn, cooked up in this scene, yep. too. They're staying at the hotel they used to work in, and Carolyn's like picking the place apart. I'm shocked that guy let them stay there. I, I was thinking that when they were driving there. I'm like, where are they going to stay? Like, Standish is never going to let them stay anywhere. Jenny, did that ever happen to you? Like, once you were done, say, working at McDonald's, you would go into the McDonald's, and you'd be like super judgy about everything? Yeah, because you were working there. Fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Later, we see Mary and Adam talking with Charles and Carolyn at the blind school, and they tar- start talking about baby Grace, and Charles makes a remark about being a grandparent soon. I just have Whoa. to say that Carolyn is super giddy to be reunited with her oldest daughter, and that they could not wait to get away from those other kids. Jenny, if you want, I could drive mom out to New York tomorrow no. and drop her off. You could no, stay I'm with good. her for like a week. I'm good. She could help you move. Oh God! No, no. What what could make this worse? Look at my look at <laughs> look at my background. What could make this worse? Have a mom criticizing every move I'm making. <laughs> Just give her the fuck pillow and let her you know hold on to it and sit in the corner. Adam asks, "Wait, that sounds like you have a fuck pillow. Like it doesn't say fuck. It is a fuck pillow. I have a fur pillow that says fuck on it. Yeah. Thank you." 
Just to Adam clarify. Asks, Adam asks, which kid gave him the most trouble? And Charles does not say Laura. I, which notably. I can't even understand at all. He Laura talks about Carrie. He talks about Mary. He, not I, it's almost it's almost like he's blo- his mind has blocked that out. Like he's had She's a traumatic response She's to it. She's his favorite. She's and, his and favorite. And he has just like traumatically blocked those experiences in his mind. <laughs> No, they need Laura to raise They can't say a bad thing about about Laura. Carolyn says Mary was the worst because she would run away all the time. What? That would be Laura. Mary starts to get this weird look on her face, and we're realizing that she's realizing she'd be fucked if her kid ran away because she thinks she wouldn't be able to find the kid. Okay. Right, which speaking, which going from the experience of being a parent, Am. Doesn't matter if you can see or not, right? No, They're still going to run away no. from you. They're going to find something to do to you, whether yeah. you're blind or not. <laughs> right. Mary excuses herself and she goes to bed. And then later in bed, Charles and Carolyn are talking about Carolyn knowing something's up with Mary. I can't believe Carolyn didn't put this together. Now, wait a minute, Jen. Charles wants to go to bed. Carolyn says, I'm not tired. I know. I was like, what's going I on I think it's here? code for sex again. But nothing happened. Then she's like, good night. We don't know that. They're totally having hotel sex. I just have it's a thing the with is, parents. I just they're having hotel the, sex. Well, it's so funny because they're back listening to the saloon outside. Like they're back in this hell hole yes. again. Yep. And yep. I just have what the hell is this conversation? Like it made no sense. I don't even know what that scene was for. The next day, Charles heads over to the church to talk about the Rev. But we don't see rev. any of that. Nothing happens. We don't see it. Yep. Carolyn brings, I wrote, Carolyn brings Mary a really sad looking blue dress and I wrote, What? This is Carolyn's wedding no, gown? I don't believe it. I think she's what? just passing off a dress. Okay, I have a question. I'm hmm. not I'm not poor shaming anyone. But women made their own clothes at this time. Yeah, Carolyn's Sunday dresses are nicer than this that she makes. White fabric. Like I'm shocked it's not white. I'm I'm hung up on this. White fabric would actually be cheaper than blue because it's not dyed. Right. Why wouldn't her wedding dress be white? Yeah, like same fabric, just white. Should we look up, was that a thing? Maybe they didn't wear white dresses. Pause. So according to what I'm reading, it became a popular option in 1840 after the marriage of Queen Victoria to Albert. When Victoria wore a white gown trimmed with Honiton lace, illustrations of the wedding were widely published, and many brides opted for white in accordance with the Queen's choice. So what I'm thinking is, if it started in 1840, it was probably in the higher class for a long time before it filtered down. Beetle had a white dress, didn't she? Oh no, she was in her pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe it wasn't a thing. I was just really surprised. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, just how religious Carolyn is. I yeah. thought for sure she would have a white dress that, like, buttoned up to her chin, well, this went down to her ankles. To her yeah. yeah. Okay. So Mary begins to sob, and Carolyn's like, what is wrong? But she doesn't really press her, because Mary's like, I don't really want to talk about it. I'm just scared. Carolyn's like, look, if you're not going to tell me, you have to tell Adam. Like, talk it over with him. Carolyn's right. basically like, these problems are Adam's now. Yep. <laughs> and like I said in last episode, can we be done with Mary already? Okay. Are we done with her yet? Nope. All right. 
Later, Adam comes in and Mary tells him she can't marry him. And you know her acting. Like, she starts yelling at him because well, she only knows two speeds. did you get what she did? You got what she did. He comes in. He says, Mary, he says something. She doesn't answer him. Mm-hmm. And then she answers him. He's like, why didn't you answer me? She's like, you didn't know I was in the room, did you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my God. So she tells him she's worried about being parents. And No, I'm sorry. That's too nuanced. She tells him they can't be good parents. Right. And Adam's like, we'll be fine. We take care of all these children now. And she's, guys, she's yelling back at him. But they're blind. And he's like, what? Like, where is this coming from? We're back back to blind Mary 1.0. He's like, (laughs) let's talk about this tomorrow. And she's like, no, wedding's off, D-bag. And he's crushed. This was idiotic. This was idiotic. Jen, he throws a Denver tantrum. He does. And he, like, throws himself and rolls against the wall. <laughs> He's, like, in the that? corner. He's in the corner of the room rolling Oh, my God. Is he in the rage corner? <laughs> Adam's in the rage corner. That makes me mad. Adam is literally in the rage corner. <laughs> And he's just banging off the wall and he's screaming that. He goes, maybe we should just pray to God for a blind child, you bitch. He did this weird like roll against the wall and like slumped down like he was like in some kind of Madonna video. So he says, listen, fine, but don't say anything after the picnic tomorrow until after the picnic tomorrow, because these kids work their asses off on it. I don't know if and we mentioned leaves. the picket picnic, but the kids the kids at the blind school are planning a picnic. Yeah. So now, in the weirdest scene ever, Charles and Caroline finally in, having a moment to innocently reading the newspaper in a book, chilling in bed, just finally relaxed. things are good. Finally, knock on the door. Who do you think it is? You think it's Mary? I thought it was right? Mary. Yeah. No, it's Adam. And what does he do, Jen? He breaks down, starts sobbing on Charles. Now, guys, I want you to imagine this. Those of you who are parents, okay, especially if you have an older kid, just imagine this. You're at your house doing nothing wrong. Knock on the door. It's your kid's significant other. Who you barely know. And they are hysterical. Your first thought is something's happened to your kid. Yes. Like, yeah, of course. Jenny, Jenny, if you opened your door and it's Timmy and he's sobbing hysterically, what do you think? Uh... Yeah, I think something horrible happened to you. Yes, you wouldn't think, like, that I hurt his feelings or I broke up with him. Nope. You would think I was dead on the side of the road somewhere. Yep. Jesus, dude. Or that something happened to his mini truck. Right. Yeah, that too. Talk about reading the room, Adam. (laughs) Come on, dude. You go, here's how you do it. You go in, you're like, guys, I have something really terrible to share with you. Mary's called off the wedding. Then you break down. Then you and break cry. down. You don't break down and not be able to say anything for like what seems like an hour. Right. I'm not saying he shouldn't be crying. I love it when men cry. Good. Like show those emotions. But dude, like lead with the the the. Don't yeah. bury the lead. Lead with Mary's alive and well. Yes. Yes. Next day we see a cheery picnic with the blind school children and Charles and Carolyn and Jen pause playing his harmonica. Well, can I just say first of all back to that last scene. That the camera then goes to Carolyn, and she looks like she's ready to vomit. Like, she knew they couldn't have anything nice. Like, she's like, yeah. we almost yeah. had something good. We yep. almost had something good happen. Yep. She's like, Mary ruins everything. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. Well, true. So they are at a cheery picnic. Pa's playing his harmonica. And Jen, did he get the young girl begging Charles for more? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, what's with the harmonica? Couldn't he just bring his fiddle? Was he think he's Prince? <laughs> Charles and Carolyn are super bummed out. Like, they're just moping by a tree. If you're the sighted, the only sighted people here, like, the kids are fine. They, don't, they, they can't see Adam and Mary, but Adam and Mary look, like, worn out and, and sad. And Carolyn's, like, sad. Everyone's fucking sad. Yeah. Charles says Mary's acting like she did when she first went blind, like all mopey and shit. Mary You're 1. right, Jen. Mary 1.0. Yeah. Jen, then shit gets real weird. All this is where I sudden, feel like it takes a turn. <laughs> you think? All of a sudden, guys, we hear a stampede of loose cows. Yeah. And there's a dude warning that a dust storm is headed their way. Chaos ensues. Well, first like, of all, the, 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 the cattle are... The cattles? The no. cattle is running. I can't make this sentence. The cattle is running. The cows are running in the direction of where the children are playing three-legged races. Yes. yes. Right. Yep. Well, you can't control cows. I know, they, but like you, I thought somebody would be like, "Oh my God, save the children." Well, they do. They gather everybody up and they make it to the blind school when they realize, like, the headmaster's with them now at this point. And he's calling roll during this blinding dust storm. I have an index card. Oh, fuck. What oh, was... Well, if it's on a dust storm, You I know, if there's like extreme it. weather, I'm doing an index card. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. What was the worst dust storm on the American prairie? I don't know, but it had to be bad. The Black Sunday storm in 1935. Mm. It was part of the Dust Bowl state's storm it was part of the dust bowl storms that greatly damaged the ecology and architecture of the american and canadian prairies during the 1930s severe drought and a failure to apply dry land farming methods caused the phenomenon so because i guess we were farming in a way that eroded the soil or didn't Mm -hmm. hold the soil down properly and then when we had a drought it, it caused the dust bowl essentially yeah on the afternoon of april 14th 1935 so graham just to get, just to put you in history, Graham is eleven months old. No, mm-hmm. nine months old. What? When was it? April of nineteen thirty-five. So she was, yeah, nine months old. A black blizzard blew through several Plains states from Oklahoma to Texas over the course of seventeen hours. It is estimated to have displaced three hundred million tons of topsoil. I don't even think that's a possible number. That seems ridiculous. That seems like it would fill like the Pacific Ocean. That's a lot. I and think that was number's it due, wrong. Was it due to over farming? And just we weren't using the right techniques to to okay. manage the soil. There's like a, a bunch of techniques, like rotation of crops and things like that, that mm-hmm. hold the soil down. The dust clouds were 500 to 600 feet high and moving Holy at 50 to 60 shit. miles an hour. Wow. Well, they don't. We don't really know how many people died at the time of the storm. Right. There's estimates here and there, but it seems like it's it's fairly low. But 7,000 people died from lung-related diseases during the Dust Bowl. So, like, they all died from, like, pneumonia complications and things like that after. Oh, I believe it. This was a man-made disaster. Wow. The Dust Bowl. Hmm. All right, Jenny, thanks. Could you imagine this? This would suck. I hate feeling dirty and being dirty. Yep. You probably felt dirty for, like, a month after this. Yeah, I mean... It's not like you had a no, shower, you could go in and blast it off. Unless you had a fuck ton of money, nobody had a good life back then. <laughs> True. Nobody. True. I shouldn't say that, because people find value in different things. But nobody had an easy nobody life. Nobody had a comfortable life. Right. Nobody <laughs> right. had an easy life. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
So they, they, they realize this little girl is missing. And for some reason, Mary drags Carolyn out to find her. And Carolyn is injured. Carolyn is jeopardized. She gets cracked by a board. And I'm yelling, where's Pa? Adam's yelling for the headmaster to come out and get Carolyn. Where's Pa? Aim, where's Pa? Like, I want to he? see. Where is he? I What's don't he doing? know. What's he He's doing? He's inside the bike He's school. packing up the team. <laughs> oh, he was packing up the team. He was packing up the team. I need to see some good old Charles saves Caroline. He what the pat- fuck? To be fair to Charles, he thought everyone was in the fucking school. And then he yeah. went and packed up the team. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the headmaster comes out. He gets Caroline, gets her in the house. So now it's on Adam and Mary to find this kid. Again, another very heavy-handed metaphor. We need to find this kid so that we could prove that we could be parents eventually. I just have conveniently, they now have have to test their ability to rescue a child in danger. This mm-hmm. is shit writing. Mm-hmm. Jen, where does the kid run to? Under, in, Al- in Albert's old place. <laughs> Albert's house. <laughs> oh my God. I wrote, they find her from the sound of her voice and she's at Albert's old house under the stairs. Well, and while they're walking, did you get um, Adam saying, I don't give up when I got to do something. And Mary's like, neither do I. And I'm like, you literally give up, Mary. You literally give <laughs> you up Literally people. give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're under the stairs and Mary begins to realize she could do the mothering and she asks this pain in the ass kid to be the flower girl, which means the wedding is back on. And then they hardcore make out. (laughs) Guys, this is not a regular like a little house makeout sesh like Charles and Carolyn. This is they're making out and they're making out while Charles is running or like Charles is basically... (laughs) In a sand blaster looking for them. He's in fucking hero mode. Because yep. he's like, I put everyone in the house. They're safe. I'm going to pack yep. up this team. Yep. And then yep. everyone starts wandering out of the house when he's gone. Yep. So they activate hero mode. He's out looking for them. He finds them. They continue to make out. And Mary's like, I love you. Like, you literally just put him through hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next day, they're cleaning up the blind school. It's filthy. It's fucking trash. The whole town is trashed. And Charles tells Dollar Store Preacher that he's on deck since Rev Alden must have been kept away by the storm. I okay. mean, if my house was this dirty, I would just burn it down and start over. <laughs> like, and move to another place. Okay, Jay. It's, I mean, there's like, there's like three inches of dirt everywhere. How think do you about even how, get a place like that clean? Think about how different our lives are. Like, we, I'm in Pennsylvania, guys, and two days ago, our air quality was really bad. We were on an alert because we're getting the smoke from the wildfires out west. I was able to just close all my windows and put my nice air conditioning on yeah. and go about my day. Imagine if you did not have that option. Well, a lot of people if don't you have just that had, option. A lot of people don't have that option, but imagine if you were in the dust bowl without the option to close a window. I mean, a lot of people... I mean, they blew the windows right open or busted yeah. them. You saw what happened. I mean, I never, I don't know. I go back and forth on thinking I would last five seconds. Well, you would have been raised in that world, though. But so. I also, right, yeah. I also would be more acclimated to tragedy had I lived in that time. <laughs> okay. So Mary is getting all ready. She's in her wedding dress. Carolyn, you know, has final words with her. Charles comes in to walk her down the aisle. Charles is all covered in dust. Go ahead, Jen. Did you notice Mary's expensive manicure? No, I did not. It is 
a ridiculous manicure. Like a French manicure? Like almost. It's like long nails. They're not dirty. Did you see what just happened here? Like there's no <laughs> way her nails would look like that. Like my little Charles has an inch of dirt on him. Easily. It's all in his beautiful hair. She has immaculately manicured nails. Yeah. And they're long. Not, not and they're long. They're like this long. Jen, of all the annoying shit that happens in this episode, they decide to put a kid with an accordion in there. Why not? Why not? So they get down the aisle, and just as the preacher starts, Rev Alden walks in. <laughs> I started dying laughing. Because he's a wreck. <laughs> just see. Oh, like, guys, Rev is a wreck. He looks like he did in the Johnny Cash Yeah, episode. that's totally what it reminded me of. Yep. <laughs> like, was he passed out in a wagon? <laughs> he starts preaching from the back. Mary starts crying. The wedding goes on for the next 11 minutes. Was it really 11 minutes long? I don't know. I thought I was exaggerating when I'm like, I feel like this is a third No, of it the went show. on way too long. I'm going to have to see how long it went on. It felt like 11 minutes. They did keep cutting to Carolyn's face because I feel like there's a sliver of joy, finally. Guys, he goes through the whole mass. Like, whole you know thing. how most of the, the time it's the an abridged version? The rings are a symbol of, oh my God. I'm the like, really? whole thing, guys. Yeah. We had, you know, you know what they were probably trying to do? They're probably like, we saw that royal wedding and how great it went over. Let's have our own wedding. (laughs) No, this was before the royal wedding. The royal wedding was 81. Oh, it was 83. Well, when was Was it 83? This was in the 70s. This has to be 79, 80. Yeah, but the wedding was in the 80s. All right. Maybe the royal wedding. Maybe the royal wedding copied this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, the dresses are very similar. So they kiss, not a make-out sesh, and it's over. The episode is over. Jenny, <sighs> whose fault is this? It's Mary's fault. <laughs> this is Mary's fault. This is Mary slash Mother's Nature's fault. Mary can't be fault. blamed for the dust bowl. No, she can't. But I, were they supposed to get married sooner and then no. it got delayed? Okay. Mm-mm. No, no. Why but didn't she they did push it a couple Adam, days? But she did put Adam through a lot yeah. of shit. Well, and Carolyn and Charles. Unnecessarily. Why didn't they just push the wedding a few days? I don't know. Until they had glass back in their windows? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, guys, this episode on the whole was really boring. It was, it, it was ridiculous. Like, it sounds exciting because there was a dust bowl or dust storm, but that that was like 10 minutes of it. Although was I exciting. have to say that... A lot of times when there's a major event and it sounds like it's going to be all crazy and exciting, it's not. It's like these weird side episodes that are the best ones sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Like Bully Boys, Fred. Like Jenny and I were talking, best. guys. We are in full agreement that season three was the best one. So far. I don't Started think- with Johnny Cash. We had Fred. We had Bully Boys. I mean, come, Bully Boys. Come on. We still had Edwards. We still had Edwards. I mean, you cannot beat Bully Boys. Rev Alden beat people <laughs> in church. <laughs> All right, Jenny. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on a theme or a lesson or something we took from it. Maybe it's stuck in our psyche. Maybe it changed the way we look at the world. Maybe it's part of who we are. Or maybe it's something we noticed in the rewrite or the rewatch. I wish it was a rewrite. The rewatch that describes maybe, you know, or explains some characteristic of Gen X. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. Jenny, I'm going first today. Okay. Okay. 
This is why you don't have a church wedding. Takes too long. Done. <laughs> Said the person who has had a church wedding. I had a big church wedding. Oh, God. Catholic mass, people. And all like, not not with Timmy, with my first husband. Catholic mass. We were there an hour and 15 minutes. And all I remember is it being so long. Oh. And so ridiculous. We were kneeling and carrying candles around, lighting things. and uh, It was real bad. It was real bad. I didn't even and know what to do anymore because I'd been so long since I'd been in church. I think the mass lasted longer than the wedding. Or than the marriage. <laughs> Felt like it. I don't know. No, it didn't. With Timmy, we just got married by a justice of the peace with a bad wig in a courthouse while other people were paying their traffic fines. And it was there great. There you go. Done. That's all you need. Jenny, you had a nice wedding. Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't in a church, for sure. No, guys. And guess it was very Jenny, short. Guess when Jenny decided to get married? When Amy was nine months pregnant and couldn't drink? I was eight months pregnant with twins, and she decides to get married in New York City. And let me tell you, this wedding wasn't planned for two years. This she had just nothing decided. to do with you. This had she nothing to decided. do with you. She just decided. I needed health insurance. Mm-hmm. She just decided. So I'm trying. I mean, I was engaged over. for 11 years. Right, and then she decides to get married at the worst possible time for me. Yeah, because I was definitely planning around you. So I get out there. I'm the only sober one with my entire In family. all of Brooklyn, I think. Um, everybody was drunk. Everybody was a maniac. Not me. It was Brooklyn on Halloween weekend, so it was bonkers. Yeah, th- yeah. I don't know why you did that to me. I did to you. That's exactly. Yeah. And there was a wind tunnel. Remember that? It was like so freaking windy. It was weird. <laughs> All right, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? My why is this is so shows like this and like they took this episode, right? And they spent 30 minutes on the friggin' ceremony. And Carolyn's so ecstatic that Mary's getting married and thank God and oh my God. And I feel like this and man- many other shows at this time continuously drove home the point that the most important thing is to get married and have children. That's the most important thing you can achieve, especially as a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the most important thing is to have a wedding. This, like, this just, like, heteronormative narrative of, like, get married, have kids. And, like, if you want that and that makes you happy, that's fine. But, like, not everybody does. But it was just so... You didn't even think of anything else when you were very young. Like, it's just what you thought would happen. Well, so here's an example. So we're watching Mystic Pizza because we're doing Mystic Pizza. You haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. I was watching it last night. And there's one line where this this young woman, she's maybe 19, 20 years old, and she's interviewing for a babysitting job, and she's telling her friends about it. And the father is in charge of this kid. The mother's a businesswoman, and she's in Europe on business. So he's hiring a babysitter to help him out with the daughter. Mm-hmm. The other character goes... Is there a wife involved? Is he married? And the the young woman goes, well, if he wasn't married, he wouldn't have need for a babysitter. Like, in other words, he couldn't have a kid right. if he wasn't married. No, if he wasn't married, he wouldn't have the need for a babysitter. What? Like, the way she said it, I, I'm probably, but the way she said it, the impression I took from it is, well, yeah, he has a kid, so clearly he's married. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if he wasn't married, he wouldn't have a kid. That right. was the way it was Im- implied. Well, he and must need a babysitter because the mother's not around to be to, to care for the child, and a father right. but this isn't is, expected to be the full-time caretaker for a child. But actually, the portrayal of the father was different. He was pretty good. Mm. But my point is, 
the idea of somebody just being a single parent with the kid is like mind blowing. But the dad was hiring needs. the dad was hiring a babysitter to help take care of the kid, even though he's married. But he worked. Oh, he worked. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. How he often wasn't do you see working mothers hire a babysitter to help take care? Yeah, you never. know what I mean. Like the mother would yeah. just be expected to deal with it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. There's this idea that that's the it. Even is, Mary, when you it. think about it, when Mary went blind, think back to that. She was upset. Everybody was upset because she didn't think she'd be able to get married and have kids. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, you know, things were different then. Don't get me wrong. They were different mm-hmm. then because women had less rights and they depended on men more because they couldn't hold mm-hmm. jobs and that sort of thing. Yeah. There were a lot, of, a lot, you know, they didn't have a lot of choices. Are like, you bringing up the JCPenney credit card? Her jo- well, I should. Because our mom was telling us that, was it in the 80s? Yeah. In the 80s, she couldn't even get a credit card for a department store in her own name because she was a married woman and it had to be in dad's name. I would lose my goddamn shit. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I, I think mom's misremembering that, though, in a way, because... She also didn't have a job. Maybe they just need a dad to sign because he had a job. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe, but like, but that, but again, so what? Well, they can't give a credit card to somebody with no income. Why not? <laughs> they gave <laughs> oh it to me in God. college. I didn't have a fucking job. Oh, that's different. They prey on college kids. <laughs> yeah. Guys, walk through a college campus I think there was two weeks someday. I didn't have a job, and I got a credit card yep. in those two weeks. Walk through a college campus someday. You will see 150 tables and vendors with credit card Is offers. that still a thing? Because that started when we were in school. I think it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't see I'm it sure a lot it on my campus, but I don't teach at a very big school. It was predatory when we were in school. I wonder if they yeah. put some regulation around it. 100%. They might have. Yeah, so like just, just to review, like at all different points of view and models for different lives are valid like if you want a different model to your life that's totally cool and you should do that and it's valid and i think it just took us a long time or at least me and other people i know to to get out of that brainwashed that this is the thing that you want this is what will make you happy because that's not necessarily true for everyone well i think a lot of it too jenny has to do with where we were raised uh, yeah but i we I were raised that was in uncommon. a very traditional conservative area but I don't think that that was uncommon in a lot of places. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's maybe not. some, maybe some of the bigger cities or more metropolitan areas that wasn't true. But Mimi's, let us know if you. It were, was like, true raised... in the media, right? Like it was true in the media we were consuming. Mimi's, let me know if you were raised in a big city if you felt that traditional values were the mainstay, like the main way of doing and like, things. If that's what you want, and and you like that, that's fine. Because I still feel like that is here. Really? You know what I mean? I still feel like all my girls' friends are, like, you know, ensconced in the traditional Roman Catholic sacraments. They're, you know, like, everything is But very... are they all, like, like, I can't wait to get married and have kids? Or, I'm like, are they talking no, about No, but it's college? expected. It's expected. You think it's expected? Yes. Really? Yeah. I know a lot of people who their kids have gotten married, and they're just sitting there waiting for grandchildren. Lord. Like, okay. Okay. Whereas, you know, my two are like, hmm. And I'm like, I don't care if you make me grandparent ever. Yeah, because you're just going to watch that kid a lot anyway. Let's see. Let's see how the parenting thing works out. Yeah, let's, let's see how that. that turns out first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenny, why don't you let our audience know what's coming up next? So we're going to skip a couple episodes because we won't finish Little House until 2030 if we don't. 
<laughs> so we're going to do Season 5, Episode 12, Blind Journey, Part 1. The building that houses the School for the Blind is being turned into a hotel. Oh, standish. Ugh. So Adam and Mary are forced to move their school elsewhere. Miraculously, there's a place in Walnut Grove that can belong to them. But with no money for transportation, they must all make the journey by foot. Wow. Oh, boy. Okay. But this is when they're moving to the, like, the blind school, right? Yeah. So, Jenny, there you go. They're all going to be walking from Anoka to Walnut Grove. Let's see if it takes them four days. Yeah, let's see. Where? Remember when, like, Carolyn had a restaurant called Carolyn's or something like that? Yeah, that was in town. Where was that? I don't know. Hmm. Might be at the hotel. Might be at the hotel. No, the blind school is the blind school. Is that Victorian House? Carolyn's restaurant may have been at the hotel. What hotel? The hotel that the boxer dude stayed in. Was that in Minoka or, or No, that... that's in Walnut Grove. Oh, no, it was in Walnut Grove. Remember we were like, there's a hotel? No, they all went somewhere else again. Oh, you're right. They were in Mankato. Mankato? Yeah. Oh, something like that. Or Sleepy Eye. They all move again. The whole freaking town moves again. Okay. All right. <laughs> guys, we're terrible people. We don't we don't remember our little house history as well as we should. I feel like although we'll be experts once we're once 2030 hits, we'll be experts. <laughs> All right guys, and don't forget that we dropped Wonka, Willy Wonka on the main feed, so check that out. Let us know what you think. And, you know, just a quick reminder that we're doing some cool stuff on Patreon. We're going to do Love Boat this month. That's so, right. check it out there. All right, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Hi everyone, Amy here. If you like what you hear and would like more content, please consider joining our subscription service, Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes. Plus, you can hear our entire back catalog of bonus content we've recorded so far. Some of the movies we've covered are Jaws 3D, which was absolutely terrible, Teen Wolf, which may have been worse, Dead Poet Society, the best movie ever, and Summer School. We're also covering some amazingly terrible after-school specials, like Stoned with Scott Baio and Which Mother is Mine, starring Mrs. Cunningham and Mary Ingalls. Brilliant. You can sign up for Patreon by going directly to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can download the Patreon app. Just search for Gen X This Is Why and subscribe. You can also visit our website at genxthisisy.com or visit the show notes where we have all of these links for you. As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.